Crush Solutions family, partners, and friends, what is going on? And how is everyone holding up these days? There never seems to be a dull day in the chemical and ingredient industry. Seriously, who would have thought we'd be following and reading up on the Sahara Desert dust cloud that is sitting 5,000 feet up in the atmosphere, picking a fight with what is normally is the start to the hurricane season? Now, many of you are probably asking yourself, what is this storied host of Smart Acids team? What is he even talking about? Well, let me break it down for you. There is this thin layer of sand, dust, and dirt that originated in the Saharan Desert. It is acting as a desiccator, drying up the air, out making an ultimate suffocation blanket to any and all tropical storms in the Gulf. We haven't seen something get corked like this since the Federal Communications Commission, also known as the FCC, clamped down in the butteriness, baritone sound of the heartbreaker as if he was a fine Chardonnay at a dive oyster bar. Anyway, this is Andy Erickson, your host, and I'm here with the man who was recently announced as Mr. February for the 2023 Who's Who in the Petrochemical Desk Calendar Industry, the Heartbreaker, Chris Ernst. How are you holding up, Heartbreaker? I'm great. Super excited about the calendar and love oyster dive bars. Well, that's great, Heartbreaker. And congratulations, by the way. I'm not sure about the availability, but, but maybe we could snag a few of those extra desk calendars and give them out as prizes to our fans. Uh, very limited, but call and ask. All right. Anyway, we have a great show for our listeners today. We're bringing back the Universe Solutions' very own piano man, Billy Grohl, to talk a little bit about the craziness and the lack there or not lack there of crude. So let's get at it. Alright, next in is no stranger to the studio. It is the piano man Billy Grohl. He is an East Coast Texan who's been around the game for a while. He attended the prestigious Rowan University that is situated in the mean streets of Glassboro, New Jersey, where students are often referred to as professional owls, or simply the profs. Billy man, how are you holding up these days? Uh, holding up pretty well. Good to be with you. Oh, that's good. That's good. Hey, quick question. Do you play any musical instruments? You know, I, I, I dabbled in the guitar a little bit, but I'm really not that good. It's been a long time. Great to hear. The heartbreaker played the French horn in his prime. But anyway, enough about that. Let's talk a little bit about crude. How are demand and supplies trending on crude oil? And what do you foresee as we head towards the end of the year? Hey, that's a, that's a good question. You know, I, I think, you know, I'm the product director for our aromatic hydrocarbon business. And so, of course, I do follow crude pretty closely. Um, it's one of the biggest or most widely reported indicators we have on our business. And um, generally, it's been around $90 a barrel recently. But to your point on the trend, I think we've seen supply recovering pretty well um, during the year, trying to catch up with global demand. Um, you know, most of the world has recovered from kind of peak pandemic conditions. But, you know, having said that, there's been enough events to make it pretty choppy. You know, things like port closures, the, the war in Ukraine. I mean, these are large events. Um, and so that volatility and uncertainty is uh, really what we're watching out for moving, moving forward. You know, it's kind of a question of how much supply is needed and how fast. So pace is kind of important. You know, as a result, I think the producer community has been responding, but kind of carefully and slowly. And I think we'll see uh, more of that as we get through the back half of this year. All right, Bill. So quick follow-up question here. Step us in from the world of refining and crude oil into chemicals and how all the dynamics you just laid out builds into our chemical world. Yeah, definitely. Uh, Chris, good, good question. I think um, we start with crude always as kind of that big view and uh, downstream we see really that translate into fuel and chemical uh, impacts and the demand there. So there's always been a relationship between you know fuel demand and chemical demand. Um, products like aromatics, 
toluene and, and xylene or TNX for short, um, are products that are uh, produced and, and marketed in both spaces. And so we do see um, them play off one of one and another. You know, for example, this year, there was some uncertainty around motor fuel consumption, uh, which led to maybe lower um, aromatic blend stocks available for fuels. Um, at the same time, we saw some pretty significant trade imbalances, which ultimately, you know, you get to a shortage of octane in the market. And I think this is the situation where you see, you know, from crude into fuels and then how that impacts the chemical markets, because products like TNX have a really high octane, octane uh, rating. And so generally, when you get a situation like this, all of those molecules that would normally be headed for the chemical space um, get pulled into the fuel space. Uh, and that created such um, a, a tightening of supply that market prices really went through the roof. So it was more of a fuels related or energy related issue that translated its way into the chemicals market and created some pretty high price market conditions. So Billy, how are industrial suppliers reacting to these types of trends? Yeah, well, they're certainly uh, reacting. I think suppliers have been moving and reacting pretty quickly on the way up and on the way down. I think they have to. Um, you know, anybody running a business, you really can't survive very long with absorbing costs that you're getting from, uh, you know, high cost energy and, and downstream and derivative products. So we've seen a significant amount of price increasing this year as a result, especially as you know, crude was in the dollar or 110 to $120 per barrel range. You know, supply was pretty tight and, and we had that high cost environment. So suppliers naturally rolled some of those increases through uh, down through the chain. But, you know, as quickly as they did that, now that there has been a little bit of relief, I think suppliers recognize that um, they need to provide some relief to their customers down through the chain. And also they're concerned about market share and just overall economic health uh, in the US market. So um, I think we've seen them move up, but now we're also starting to see that relief in certain chemistries on the way down. Okay, Bill, so let's flip that question, please. How are our customers responding to the current trends? Yeah, I think um, customers have been reacting pretty similarly to suppliers. You know, I think there's been a lot of direct uh, dialogue and engagement around just market conditions. So customers are very interested in, you know, what are some of these trends uh, moving forward? Why have certain things occurred? And, you know, what, what do you per foresee for the future? So I think they've been in a similar position. You know, they're also running businesses. Um, they have to look at their own costs, profitability, viability moving forward. So um, you know, as they're trying to make decisions in a higher cost market, um, running through all those factors uh, is critical for them and determining, you know, can they pass along increases? Uh, what are the competitive dynamics in, uh, in their markets uh, against their competitors? You know, what are their end customers doing? So I think they're recognizing the same type of dynamics and, and pushing through costs where they can. And then also being concerned about how much is too much and, and where they might need to provide relief moving forward. Now, Billy, I know you spent a bunch of time in this market and I'm certain you have your own tea leaves and crystal balls that you use. But what are you seeing from like the EIA or the other authorities in regards to future forecasting? Yeah, that's a, a question that I get um, a lot in the last several weeks. You know, we're getting 
you know, past midsummer here, and a lot of folks are looking at 2023 and, and kind of normal annual planning cycle. So I hear that question quite a bit. I think generally there's a base case out there that says, um, you know, whether it's EIA or any other kind of ma major agency, um, that energy costs, if we want to start, you know, with the, the broadest topic, energy costs uh, will generally, or in a base case, be a little bit lower than they were in 2022 um, on an average. So I think uh, as a marker, I've seen kind of a five or ten dollar per barrel decline in crude costs looking forward into 2023. Um, but I think, you know, having said that, there are certainly a lot of geopolitical factors that may roll through or weather related impacts that that could um, get us off kilter and off of a base case. So outside of that, there's a pretty wide spread for where energy could possibly go, depending on the event. All right, Bill, bring us home here. What's the key takeaway you'd like our listeners to have from this discussion? Uh, key takeaway, I think, is, um, you know, the last couple of years have been pretty, pretty volatile. Uh, so I think it's it's reminded us all of the importance to be kind of flexible and transparent with your business needs. I think uh, certainly from a distribution perspective, uh, planning with us early, communicating often on any changes or any significant needs that may be out of the norm for your business. I think all of those types of things will help us work and navigate any of these bumps in the roads a little bit more smoothly. So um, that would be my key takeaway. More volatility is expected. And I think we need to, uh, to work together to make sure that we both have um, um, profitable and viable businesses. All right, everybody, that wraps up our latest episode of the podcast. We'd like to thank all our listeners for joining us. Please enjoy the rest of your summer. It is winding down. Everybody gets ready for fall here and would like to, of course, thank our guest, Billy the Piano Man Grohl, for his time and insight into the fantastic world of refining, crude, and aromatics. See everybody soon.